set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi guys. Uh you're wait. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Let me let me get it together. Okay. <clears throat> me, me, me. Okay. <laughs> Hi guys. You're listening. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> I'm keeping this all Hi, in. <laughs> I'm keeping this all in too. Very <laughs> decided. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> Hi guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women talk about movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on today's episode, oh wait, shoot, wait, Ashley, you gotta edit that out. On to- tonight, uh, this, okay, hold on. Edit, Do we just need to start from like the beginning again? Yeah, let's start from the beginning, okay. <laughs> and, okay. And action. Hi. <laughs> okay. Okay. What is happening to us today? I don't know. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we are going to be discussing The Wicker Man from 1973. And this is a pretty interesting movie. Um, Ashley, do you want to mm-hmm. like talk about how we came up with our theme for June? Yes. So I think honestly, I I think it was your idea, right? Was it your idea? Uh, I don't know. My, I think I feel like I was trying to trick you into watching the remake of the wicker man and you Girl. refused so i was like let's watch the original thing yeah you won't really get me to do nicholas cage at any point that would be a really, really hard bees. one bees bees on my bees. face <laughs> in my eyes or whatever <laughs> I, my eyes bees girl that was such a mess um well okay so we i guess when we were throwing around some ideas we discussed cults and if you follow me on Twitter, especially in the last like year, year and a half, you would know that I am really into cults <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't really know. I know how it started. It started because somebody I used to follow on Twitter, uh, he used to tweet about the Leah Remini show, the Scientology, the aftermath. And I was always like, mm-hmm. what is that? Like, I have no, like, I knew about the, I knew about Scientology. I didn't know anything about the show. I hadn't seen any like documentaries or anything. I just knew it was something that Tom Cruise was really, really into. (laughs) So I eventually like decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this and see what's up. And girl, (laughs) like it's intense. That shit is intense. It's scary. It's like, it's a lot. Um, And from there, I just started watching like, I watched the documentary on HBO, the Scientology and the Prison of Belief, and I started watching like little documentaries on Netflix. Um, there's some like 
be programmed. And I haven't watched Enlightenment, but I know there's like Holy Hell, which is okay. And I also started listening to this podcast called Cults a couple of months ago. That's been entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's a little dry. I've mentioned, on, I think, on this podcast before. It's a little dry, but it, it, it's informative. Um, like, especially with, like on the light, like the first couple episodes are kind of, they're still finding their footing. But like in the later episodes, like it gets really good. And I don't know, it just kind of hits a lot of the... I didn't really know I had these interests, I guess, but it kind of, it's it's fascinating to me because cults kind of hit, like, human psychology versus, like, with the cult leaders themselves and how a lot of them have, yes. um, are narcissistic or have narcissistic personality mm-hmm. disorder or some other kind of personality disorder. A lot of them are, like, sociopaths, basically, um, but mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. how people get sucked into cults because i think a lot of times we're not fair to a lot of victims in cults which i think the land remedy show helps um shed light on that and give these people back their humanity because a lot of people were like well why would you trust a weirdo like that like it's it's very calculated and it's very um there's a clear strategy to how cult leaders uh recruit and how like their members recruit other people and they have very specific people that they prey upon that are going through very specific things. And from there, it becomes a system of keeping you there. And I think that part is the part that really interests me. In addition to just like, it's a really a, a study of like human cruelty, because some of the things that cult leaders and people in cults will do to other members is just baffling. It's, it kind of is like, how do people do this? Mm-hmm. But then like, um, especially on the Pulse, the cults podcast, they kind of break it down for you to where you kind of get like the system that it starts. Because usually it starts as something very like light and innocent, and then it gets deeper, and then you look around, and suddenly you've isolated yourself from all your friends. You don't have a job. You don't work. All the work you do and all the money you do or get is with the cult, and you have no way of supporting yourself if you ever left and you don't know anything else some people don't like they are they're raised in cults so they don't know anything about like regular society and how they would survive i mean it's very hard when you if you Mm -hmm. grow up in a cult and you don't you've never like worked or you've never gone to school like i think leah remini says she's only gone to like the eighth grade i think i don't think she's yeah, I don't think she like I think they made her do Scientology like full time. And that's like another thing that we can discuss with like how cult leaders will basically monopolize your time to the point where you don't have any other resources but the cult and the cult leader. And it's all really about making sure that you need them to a degree that you cannot live without them. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. It's it's kind of like a thing that it's kind of like a joke around <laughs> my mom because I'm always watching some documentary and she's like, "Are you trying to join a cult? Like, is that what you're doing?" And I'm like, usually people don't watch the behind the scenes. <laughs> I know, right? Oh she's so God. rude. Like, she's so rude. It's like usually people don't watch like the behind the scenes parts to join a cult. <laughs> like, it's not that's not mm-hmm. that's usually not how that works. So. But yeah, I don't know. You're kind of, you listen to the podcast. You write the cults one. Yes. So, um, 
I like cults. I I bring up my background in like psychology all the time because it's so interesting. Like it is interesting how the mind works and how people work. Um, so for me, cults and cults and religion has been an area of interest for me for a very long time, even though I'm not a religious perfect person. It's just interesting to see how people function in organizations like that. So what mm-hmm. honestly, this this is a story from my childhood. Like my parents probably should have watched what I was watching on TV. Um, but something that happened <laughs> like um back in <laughs> back in the nineties, there was a Heaven's Gate cult where it was a new kind of like born out of a new age religion that tied in like Christianity with space, basically. And mm-hmm. the purpose of it was to kind of catch a jet to heaven with Jesus or something like that. And from a little kid, like I was I like, like super enthralled. Yeah, like whatever the space. Well, oops, I might be confusing it with Scientology because they had like aliens and space jets and all kinds of stuff. But with Heaven's Gate, I remember (laughs) I remember watching on the news when they committed what was like their mass suicide and being like, wow, like what, what and why? And from there, like, I mm-hmm. read a lot about cults. I watch a lot of shows about cults. I listen to cults podcasts starring Greg and Vanessa. And every week <laughs> they discuss a new cult. And, like, that's how they talk. And that's why I, like, had to stop listening to it for a minute. Because it was it was dry. It was dry and bland, like, unseasoned mm-hmm. chicken wings. And I just couldn't get into it. But then when you started listening to it, I was like, okay, I'll go back. And then they, um, one episode they did was like an Afrocentric cult. And when Greg hit us with the, and you know, realize, realize, real eyes, that means you're woke. And I was like, oh my God, Greg. He said, well, and then I just started listening to it and like more like frequently. But in every cult, the leader is the central part of it. Like the whole organization functions around the leader and Mm -hmm. you see how the leader influences the belief system of the organization, the um. Like, basically, they build, like, small societies outside of Mm -hmm. regular societies. Just really interesting to me. And it's always been an area of interest. And I feel like I could probably be a really cool, interesting cult leader. Girl, what? (laughs) I would try to be like like Andrew Keegan, where he has, like, his chill vibes cult where all they do is like chill out and then they make kombucha. Like I could do that. 
I oh wouldn't gosh. do like no like Jonestown wildness. Like just be like, yeah, we're just chill over here. What we doing? I don't know. We making candles. Okay. <laughs> like that's my cult. Like the candle cult. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I my wanted God. to see like <laughs> movies about cults. Yeah. That like one thing about this particular um topic a lot of movies that pop up are always about satanic cults and that's what i kind of liked about um the wicker man because it wasn't a satanic cult it was about paganism yeah and it's weird so that's what made it a little different the cult in this movie is not like your traditional kind of cult because it's not like a destructive cult. It's not a doomsday cult. It's mm-hmm. like it's not very where you have people that are essentially being manipulated to be held against their will. Like these people, like in the movie, like they seem chill. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're just out here mm-hmm. doing our thing and having our religions celebrating around the Maypole. And um and this kind of reminded me of Wild <laughs> Wild Country. Because, um, and which is oh on God. Netflix too. If you haven't watched it, y'all really should because it's really, really good. And it, um, it is what like six episodes, I think, but it's like an hour each. I think it's six to eight. I can't remember, but it kind of reminds me of that documentary in that it's a very big clash between this like seemingly harmless cult, although like that could be debated, but then like. Christianity and like the very very Christian uh, people of Oregon that were very displeased to have these people running around and and having sex and being naked and wearing red all the time like they were very upset with having them around so this was kind of what it reminded me of but it also reminded me of another movie that I will wait till the end of episode to um to mention because I I got very clear vibes from this, <laughs> even which okay. I don't. You might, I mean, you might know what I'm talking about when we get into it, but I don't know. We've both seen this movie, I know. Okay. But um, so yeah, so I guess in addition to um, what I discussed earlier, I mean, there's a lot of different cults. You mentioned Heaven's Gate. Um, there's what there's, I mean, obviously like the Manson family. That's one of the smaller ones, and yeah. have like the. I just listened to the, the episode on the Oneida community. I didn't realize that the Oneida people, Bruh. were like, Bruh. <laughs> that had like a weird like free love in the 1800s, which is very like radical for that period of time. But also, he yeah. was like a weirdo, incestual creep. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and also just like pr- trying to practice like, I was like the and stuff. school people maybe making fun of me. Like y'all did all this? Yeah, they made plates, right? <laughs> or something? Yeah. Uh, no, they make like pots and pans and stuff, serving ware. I think I, I have a know. knife. Yeah. That might be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have so random. I'm not actually knife. sure, so I might be lying. Um. Okay. So what? What is okay? I guess we should talk about the movie itself. 
Um, because we haven't really gotten okay. to the movie. So, or at least the, what do you want to call it? The summary. So the summary of this movie is basically, um, there is a, I guess a sergeant um, on the mainland. This is all set in um, off an island off of Scotland, but he lives mm-hmm. on the mainland. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's, um, which part of the mainland he's from is he from scotland or is he from london but he gets a photo in the mail basically saying that this little girl is missing and we need to find her um so he goes to investigate and when he gets to this island which i think is called summer isle he finds this community of people who everybody he questions does not know who this girl is or at least they say don't they don't know who this girl is the mother is like uh that's not my daughter i don't know who that is <laughs> my daughter is here we're good <laughs> i run a candy shop we're fine so he is trying to uncover this mystery of where this girl has gone and while he's doing that he's also figuring out that these people are number one they're not christians it's not like a christian group it's a pagan group and he basically gets drawn into this what he thinks is like a conspiracy and an obvious murder uh to find this girl and also he interacts with the people of the society and trying to uncover this supposed murder so (laughs) um so this movie was actually based off a novel and the novel was called ritual and i think it was originally like a script treatment and then it was declined and then they adapted it to a novel so it's very, very loosely based because they basically took the novel plus um, a book called The Golden Bow, I think is how you say it, by James George Fraser. And that book talks about a lot of like mythology and traditions from various religions. And so they basically took a bunch of these like um, these influences and like melted them down into a pretty little pot <laughs> of like the religion in the movie, which I don't think has a name. I don't think they name it. Do they? No, no. They didn't mention like, yeah, we're practicing, blah, blah, blah. No, they were just doing their thing. Yeah, I think they mainly mentioned like they're not Christians. Like they don't they don't practice Christianity. So, um, and there's also this giant image, like they have an image of it's called the Wicker Image, which is from like seven no, sixteen seventy-six, which is like a dude, a very dude-shaped <laughs> wicker man. Um that is basically like a large cage with like compartments and stuff for like human sacrifice. So, um, or animal sacrifices. Oh yeah. Animal sacrifices work too. Like, you know, whatever the, the sun goddess wants, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Christopher Lee is in this movie who he's like really, I've never seen one of his old movies. Like he's really big into like the older, or he was very prominent, in like the older horror movies of like, I would say what the like early fifties and sixties maybe, um, yeah, with like Vincent Price, like wherever Vincent Price. So he actually considers this to be, or he did consider this to be his best movie that he made, and also his best performance. And he did this for free, like he was so eager to like not do like horror movies anymore, and to not be typecast that he was like, I will do this as long as I have something else to do. That's not <laughs> what I've been doing already. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, like, the production was a whole big mess, which I feel like every movie we watch, the production is usually, yeah. the, the production is usually a mess. 
So, um, and even the studio was like, we want the movie to have a happy ending, which, I mean, early spoiler, like the movie doesn't have a happy ending. So, at um, all, not happy at all. No. So, they even have like three different versions of this movie, I think. And I watched the, I guess, the, mm-hmm. like, the original theatrical version, which is like 88 minutes. But they have other ones because they took a lot of, they took a lot of scenes out, which I think may or may not have helped the movie in some parts. Um, but in addition to all that, there's like a sequel. No, there was a possible sequel. Then there is a remake. <laughs> there's a stage production. Yes, there's a remake. Yes. And there's, they're, apparently they're trying to do a graphic novel. I don't know. I didn't read too much into that. They're in a possible third film. And then there's also a roller coaster wow. that opened up this year. That <laughs> <laughs> like the roller coaster goes to like a, a wicker man and it like lights on fire or something. I don't know how. But um, I'm not even sure where that oh is. Yeah, I know. But like, how long does that work for? Like, is there random other things? Or is that the big finale? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh. I don't know. But we talked about the the remake. Let's talk about the remake. Because I haven't seen it, but you have. Okay. So in the original version, um, Sergeant <laughs> Howie is going to the island to find... Um, the missing girl um mm-hmm. in the remake starring sir nicholas cage noted thespian really great prolific actor one Did of the best sir actors nicholas of cage? our generation he he winds up on the island about a missing girl so he receives a message from his ex Bay saying, Hey, bruh, we got a daughter and she's not here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened to her. Can you come to our island and find it? Um, find her for me, because I you know, that's our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes to the island. And one of the major differences in the movie is that in the remake, the um cult is all women. So yeah. It's all women on this island and um, their focus is honey. So making sure they have like honey, um, that's how they sustain their society. Mm -hmm. Um, So all kinds of things happen. Um, Nicolas Cage, karate um, karate kicks Lily Sobieski into a wall. And it turns out, (laughs) it turns out that, um, Every so often, a group of women leave the um, island to go to the mainland where they meet and seduce a man so they could get pregnant. They go back home, have the baby, and whenever they need to make a sacrifice, they lure the dads back onto the island um, oh. and uh, sacrifice them to the wicker man. Mm. So <laughs> I went to see this movie in theaters when it came out. <laughs> and the whole like theater was laughing like so hard because everybody thought it was going to be like a scary, scary movie. And I'll admit, like I was a dumb baby and I had seen like I hadn't seen the original. I, I was like super excited about this one because at that time, any horror movie that came out, like I had to go see it. I didn't really care what it was about. I just wanted to see it. Um Looking back mm. on it now, it's still it's still as funny as it was back then, and I think now it's better <laughs> because it's 
like when you grow up you see things from a different perspective and now it's like extra like pulpy extra weird so it's like even better than what i like first thought so that see that's why i wanted to trick ashley into watching it well we watched the the clips well i watched the clips on youtube because i couldn't find it for free and i wasn't going to pay money to watch it so um yeah i saw the karate kicks i definitely saw the karate kicks i saw what else did i see i saw um what do you say that lady he was like step away from the bike <laughs> he pulls a gun on the lady step away from the bike and then he, <laughs> and he rides the bike away like he doesn't even have like a real like any sort of transportation i guess other than a bike <laughs> so he and i think it's like a like a, a bike with a basket right like it's not <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. like a fancy policeman's bike he commandeered that vehicle for official yeah, he's not business. a bike cop or anything like that so it's really bad <laughs> it's fucking terrible so um so yeah so he there's like it's very overly acted which is like i think it's like a nick cage specialty um i don't know how this man has an act as an oscar like he hasn't he me has, neither he has, he has an oscar and i think isn't it for best best actor i don't this is the power of the Coppolas, honestly, because how the hell? Like, I don't understand how you do this. How are you? How, dude? Like, what are you talking? Like, lies. So, um, so yeah, if you would like to see Nicolas Cage act really, really um, over the top. Great. Like, that is like a performance of a lifetime. Like, like. Is so amazing. Like yelling about bees, screaming, karate kicking women. I don't know what leaving Las Vegas is, but that's where he got his award for in 1996. Oh, so okay. I I've never heard of it, and okay. he's actually been nominated twice. Okay, well, if you're interested in that, well, actually, you know, what? I know somebody who actually has that movie. She just told me she has a movie. I was like, oh, okay. And then I watched the things and I was like, yes. are you sure <laughs> about this? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? So the clips are the clips are enough, honestly. There's like plenty that are like spliced down to like the, the best five minutes of, of The Wicker Man. And I mean, it tells you everything you need mm-hmm. to know, honestly. <laughs> Especially if you've seen this movie already. I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. So I guess we can get into the 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 plot of this movie. The original. Yeah. So um the movie starts like I feel like maybe the movie would have benefited a little bit more from setting things mm-hmm. up because when the movie starts, you see Sergeant Howie, he's in a plane, he's trying to like flag down some um citizens there to bring a boat so he could come on the island and they're like uh no Mm. who are you and he gets like he starts to get testy then and he's like yo please send a boat so i could come investigate on official police business yeah um and they're like "Mm, i guess but i felt like if we had seen like him receive the letter that brought him there Mm -hmm. 
it might have made things a little clearer. Yeah. Because he like he just there and he's like, I'm on official police business. And they're like, what the fuck is a police? <laughs> yeah, they so I think that's one of the scenes that they actually cut from the from the movie because I I watched like the little behind the scenes thing. I think it was like twenty minutes or something. And like it had like a bunch of people, like Christopher Lee and some other people talking about the film and that was one of the scenes i think that they had cut which they think they actually showed which was like him getting of of the picture of the little girl and he's like at the police station and i guess he's like i gotta go to summer isle and figure out what the heck is going on so um but yeah i think it could have benefited from that too because he just kind of like landed was like hey can you send a boat i need a boat which if he had come to me and I'd be like, who are you? I don't. Yeah, exactly. They were right. They were like, um, what are you? How did you end up here? What are you doing here? Um, but they mm-hmm. eventually send a little boat out there to get him. And he is already mad. Like he is testy already. And he comes up on the island and they were like, so why are you here? And he explains the situation that he's looking for Rowan. Rowan? 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 Ronan, yeah. yeah. The little Rowan. girl, like Mia Farrow's son, Rowan, right? Yeah, Rowan with a yeah. whoa. <laughs> Not a nun. <laughs> Not a Rowan <laughs> name. Rowan, okay. Rowan what? Girl, now I fucked it up. I don't know. <laughs> Ro- <laughs> so, just bear with me, guys. I can't read. Um. So, he gets there and he presents the picture. Like, I got this in the mail. They said that she's missing, so I'm here mm-hmm. to find her. And they are like, I guess. And then they start doing what I found to be the most annoying thing in the whole entire <laughs> movie. Like, and that's the songs. Girl, the songs, like, let's talk I about people. thought it was a musical for a minute. Dude, right. I was like, there cannot be this. What is like, this? The, the songs... It's like it's bad, and then the sun comes up, and bees are singing, and birds are singing. Yes, on this island, and it's great. Then they have, I think, I think mentioned like the the composer or whatever. I think it was like his first film, and I was like, it feels like it. So, like, <laughs> and the music is so like it took me out of the whole vibe. Like, I feel like when I watch the clips of the wicker man remake i felt like the the music was i mean i didn't hear all like all the music but it felt like it was more the right tone and then like the color palette was the right tone too it wasn't like super uh bright like it was muted and it felt weird like it felt eerie and this has felt like very like like polyphonic spree almost. <laughs> it felt goof. Like the movie itself is goofy. Like the whole vibe of it is kind of goofy. And especially when they start singing the songs. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I understand I why he's frustrated because I am too. I just, it took me out. And there's so much singing in this movie. Like there's, an abundance of singing it's not just once it's the entire time <laughs> so it's, it's it's a lot to deal with especially if you're like not into like folk music which i don't know many people that are 
So, like, if you just keep that in mind if you decide to watch this. Yeah, just prepare yourself. Um, so he goes around, and I feel like the first person that he goes to interview is um the girl's mother, and he goes to her shop and he's like i'm here about your daughter and he's like she's like uh i don't i don't know Mm. her that's that my daughter i don't know who Mm. that is he's like so who sent me this letter who who why am i here where's your daughter she's like i don't know that girl doesn't exist and he's like bruh what where is she why am i here and they play games and then he gets frustrated Mm -hmm. And then he leaves and he goes to the pub, right? Yeah, he, well, he talks to a little girl and he's like, do you know Rowan? And she's like, yeah, of course I do. And she's like, she's out in the field somewhere. And she, he's like, what What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, she runs around all day. And she's like, that's, and she's like, well, or he asks, like, is she going to come in for tea? And she's like, no, hairs don't come in for tea. <laughs> so basically she's like, Rowan is a hare that's like running out in the field and he's like uh all right I don't know what to do with y'all so and this is after already dealing with the the guys at the harbor because they've he showed them the picture too and they were like yeah we don't know who this is do you know who this is we don't know we know and they do in that weirdly like a lot of this weird like stereotypical Britishness comes into play in this movie where it's like they're kind of unflinchingly polite but they're also very difficult and to like get anything out of so it's kind of like fr- like I even I was frustrated I was like damn this like everybody's gonna smile on his face like I, I don't know who that is <laughs> like it's so annoying but then they go to he does go to the to this bar well it's like a an inn I guess like an inn slash pub and mm-hmm. um it's got like a it's called the green man inn which I googled that too and it's like a like a pagan motif, so I think it's like um, at least it's often related to like vegetable deities and like it's a symbol of like rebirth and like the cycle of growth each spring yada yada. So like he's missing clear signs <laughs> already, which I wasn't sure what it was. I thought it was a werewolf at first, <laughs> like like an American lot. werewolf in London. Yeah, it looked very werewolfy. It looked kind of furry. And so I was like, what is that? And so I, I made sure to actually like try to at least Google it. Um, but yeah, they're like really so while he's going to the to the pub, like when he goes to the pub, everybody like stops what they're doing and like looks at him and they're just like staring at him while he like walks through. And um when he goes to talk to the to the innkeeper, which I don't remember what his name was, but um, he asked for like a room and I think he says they're gonna get ready but like you know do you want food and all that and then they start singing this fucking pub song like <laughs> his face his expression was my expression was like girl are we doing this again <laughs> mm-hmm. is it time for another song already and I would think this is like maybe like 10-15 in- minutes into the movie and I was like we have had too many songs <laughs> already like I'm I'm over mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, he asks about Rowan and what else happens? Oh yeah, so there's a bunch of pictures of girls like in a harvest kind of scenario on the wall. So there's I don't know 
the, I guess it's like the girls are like kind of sitting there and they're like, you see the, the vegetables and all the, the bounty from the harvest. And there's a bunch of these pictures from like each year on the wall, but there's one missing. And then like he asked the innkeeper about it and he's like, oh yeah, I got broken. And I was like, y'all aren't even doing a good job of pretending to not know like, what's <laughs> going on. It's like, yeah, I got broken. I was like, the only one that got broken? Really? The only one? So, girl, did you see this food? <laughs> this next scene? Mm, it, girl, it didn't look good. No, and he, it, okay, so like, there's like that stereotype about British food, which I've never had British food, but like, I always hear that it's not that great. Um, like stere- like <laughs> traditional English food. I'm just thinking about a piece of bread with beans on top of it. Like, girl, I don't under what is that about? Can somebody tell me what that's about? I don't. I have never in my life looked at bread and thought, you know, it's gonna go good. You know, it's gonna hit. Oh, beans. beans. <laughs> Oh, I'm about to get this can of beans, bitch. Ooh, get me some white bread. Oh, my God. Put a little hot sauce on top. Do you know what that reminds me of? Is that tweet? (laughs) This nigga eating beans? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Girl, that's what I always think think of now. That's why I think of beans. (laughs) Me, too. Me, too. Shout out to whoever that nigga who was eating beans. Lord, but yeah, he the food is like the food is devoid. Like I think it was supposed to be potatoes, and girl, them potatoes mm-hmm. light as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. and he's even mad about it. He's like, uh, this food clearly came out of a can. <laughs> he's being so snobby and rude about it, and like the innkeeper's daughter. This is okay. So I think her name is Willow, and mm-hmm. she's like, some things in a natural state have the most vivid colors, and I was like, um. Willow, are you talking about your vag to this police officer when he just sat down? I think teacher. Yes. Your raggedy food. <laughs> so like Yes. 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 Like, girl, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing, Willow? So I don't know what makes him go outside, but Neil goes outside. Um, and there are people having sex on the lawn in the dark. I was like, did he just walk in on an orgy at a graveyard? Basically, like it was just a bunch of different couples, like all into their individual partners, and like there was a freeze frame moment, which I <laughs> I cackled when I saw that shit because I was like, <laughs> you, you didn't need to show me the freeze frame. I got it. Y'all are banging. <laughs> like, you, didn't <laughs> you didn't need to do it, okay? So he is like disgusted, but then he also sees like a naked woman crying over a gravestone. Like, I think Mm -hmm. she's one of the few that's, like, fully naked. All the rest of people are clothed or, like, semi-clothed. And so he's, like, disgusted. He goes back to the inn. He's like, I want my damn room. And he gets the key from the innkeeper, goes up to his room, and decides to start praying. And this is when we see, like, a flashback to, like, I guess to establish, like, how deep into his faith he is because it's got him like delivering a sermon i don't think he's like he's not a preacher or like a priest or Mm-mm. i'm not i'm not sure what what denomination of christianity he follows i know probably like church of england but i wasn't like i don't know the hierarchy of that so he's delivering like a sermon 
uh, at the pulpit and he's also um taking part in like first communion so he's deep into that uh to that jesus stuff yes jesus, jesus is his homeboy for sure oh my god remember those t-shirts and those hats <laughs> i wanted one of those yeah. so bad my mom was like absolutely not <laughs> Oh my god! I wanted one of those so bad. Dude. Oh, you gonna wear it with an Ed Hardy hat? Oh yeah, dude. What are those like the trucker hat, the trucker hats, and then like the Jesus in my homeboy, and, like a pair of Vans? Oh my god! Oh my god! That that would be my life, like in two thousand and five or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to like Fall Out Boy and some shit. Like <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Invitation to Life Bay. Yes. <laughs> oh god oh god <laughs> i need to stop calling pete imitation of life back because that ain't right it might but apply though just for you you guys who are listening pete went mom she she's a, a woman of color he is technically a man of color guys just so you know i think his mom's like jamaican or something yeah she really he is a color pals um cousin they related I was who's like, oh, wow. Cousin? Who's cousin? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. What a lineage. <laughs> so, so for, for, for Bronx Mowgli, Bronx Mowgli is going to have so, so many issues when he gets older. Oh, Lord. Wow. Okay. Right. Okay. We straight. We straight. Okay. Um. So, so the daughter knocks at the door i'm pretty sure that's her like she tries to like she's like i don't know what she says because okay so the daughter has like a really strong scottish accent like stronger than all of them and apparently like this the lady who played the daughter willow i keep calling her the daughter but her name is willow um she was like a swedish actress or something mm -hmm. and she could not give mm -hmm. like a traditional accent so like they had to dub her singing voice because we see her sing the next like two like the next scene good for you we do. and then she also like with her yeah so her singing voice is dubbed and also her her speaking voice is dubbed which is kind of embarrassing if you're an oh, actress. <laughs> i felt i felt i know and her and so so okay we'll get into it but so next door is the <laughs> willow is she is singing and she's naked and she's like trying to get his his attention which i think there's somebody else in the room with her like playing guitar or something so she's singing along to this guitar. oh i can't remember yeah. like how like where the music was coming from because i was like i thought she was trying to get him to like join in like on a threesome or something because at first i was like is, I... He, like, is she trying like she's definitely trying to get him to like hear her but i could not tell yes. if she was like was there more going on in that room? But we don't really see him, like the guy that's in the room again. So I don't know. Um, but she's dancing around and like <laughs> the way she's dancing is terrible. I thought she was trying to put like a boner spell over him. Like she was, she's naked dancing around the room. I think like so. hitting a wall and like going boom, boom and singing her little song, boom, boom. And then she goes to like a, figurine and like rubs it and then spreads its whatever out the window and just like is doing all this and neil uh is in the next room shaking and sweaty he got the fever yeah. and he like he hears is. her 
And he's like, he's like pressed <laughs> against the wall and stuff. Like, hey, hey, he, like her I boner magic is like working, and she's like, yeah. oh my boner, and he's like, yeah, basically, really he's like, like sweating on the wall. <laughs> yeah, he was sweating and all kinds. He's of stuff. like sweating, girl. I was like, what is happening? What is I this? had no idea. I was like, is she trying? Because I couldn't understand what she was saying. I know that the lyrics were somewhere, but basically it was like like some sort of like love chant or whatever to like get him to be interested in her and just get, I mean, just come over and, and have sex in the room with the guitarist. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so, and it kind of lasts for a while. And her dancing is terrible. Because there's one part I was like, did she just like slam herself on the door? Like, what is, was that in the movie? Was that in the remake? Um, There was no boner dancing there at all. Of all of all the things to cut, you cut that one. Yeah, no boner game? dance. Girl, mm-hmm. what? Let me, shame. <laughs> so, so the next night, well, he goes to sleep. And so the next night, um, or the, sorry, the next day, we see somebody has set up like a maypole and the uh, <laughs> I keep calling her the daughter. Willow comes and like wakes him up and she's like, oh yeah, you know, I did try to invite you to my room. I heard, I know you heard me. And he says he's engaged to be married but then, then he drops the bomb that he doesn't believe in sex before marriage. So, pause. Neil is not young. He is 47 years old. Probably in his late 30s. He's either in his late 30s, early 40s, I would say. And Neil hasn't dicked nobody down. That's what I wrote. Nope. (laughs) 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 Neil hasn't dicked anybody down, and it's upsetting. Why did you say that? Why did you say that? Because I was like, what are you talking about? You don't believe in sex before marriage, but you're also not married yet. So how old are you? Like, it's fine to believe in that. That's perfectly fine. But I was also like, that's not really common. Especially with men, it's not really common. Maybe Maybe back then. But even at his age, I was like, that's very unusual. Like, extreme. But then also, like... When you see him later, like he's very like into his job and very like very determined police officer. I have to solve this this because you know most, most people are like, well, listen, I can't find this girl. Where is I'm getting on the plane? I'm going on the seaplane. I'm so going I'm back home. home. Yeah, because y'all were weird and I can't deal with it. So like I'm leaving, and he, you know, I think that kind of comes into play. Maybe like he's so obsessed with his job, and maybe he was like, uh, I'll get around to it, or maybe he was in the army. I don't know. I don't know, also yeah. kind of a thing. Like he left and was gone for a while. I don't know. So, um, so yeah, he definitely has a dick anybody down. It's upsetting me and my homegirl. Please <laughs> <laughs> stop! 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 Day uh, celebration around the Maypole, and there's more fucking girls. The singing, this another like song. It's another song. I'm not shitting you. And it's all bad songs. Like all the music is bad. So they got this little like Leaf Garrett dude yeah. outside playing the guitar, and all this children, like elementary <laughs> school age children, are like 
singing a song and the song's about like fertility and reproduction and they're like yeah i think it's all boys right wait was it i don't really i thought it was like a mixed bag i couldn't tell because like we see later like the the girls in the classroom so i was like is it all dudes over there and then i don't know the history and association with the maypole so i um beyond what they say in the movie i can't really give you more than that so i don't know but it was a girl the singing so like (laughs) it kept throwing me off like i think they were singing about planting trees or something right they I heard the word phallus in that song. Oh. With the the man was like something phallus. And the kids were just singing to it. And then you go back into the school building and Neil walks in on a lesson and the teacher is asking her class, like, what does the maypole represent? And they're Mm -hmm. like, Yeah, it's a phallic symbol. It means fertility, um, and virility. And I was like, I felt like Neil, I was like, Neil busted in the classroom, like, what y'all in here talking about? What y'all cheating these kids? <laughs> and yeah. they were like, we're getting ready for May Day. He's like, what y'all telling these kids? Corrupting the the youth and I'm going to have y'all, what he's like, he basically was like, I'm going to snitch and tell and be like, y'all are corrupting uh, the youth of, of Britain. <laughs> so like, he's so upset like you could t- every like interaction with the townspeople gets neil like more and more like agitated and like upset and he cannot mm-hmm. deal with these people at all i cannot find anything about the maypole that i could find in the- right now so i guess it might be a dude thing it might not depending but um yeah he what does he do he like questions the people or the kids about rowan and asking her if she was in the class. And then uh, everybody says they don't know. <laughs> Again. Yeah, like, and, we don't know her. I don't know that girl. You know, and then, okay, what was with the girl with the beetle? Um, I think she was just supposed to be a weirdo. Like. I was so, I don't like, know what the is that supposed to do? Something. So he goes into the class and he notices that there's just one empty desk. So he's like, hey, whose desk in that is that? And he's like, nobody's. And then he opens the desk and this weird girl is like, we just put a string on a beetle and then we just watch it go around till it chokes itself out. It's fun mm. to watch, don't you think? And he's like, why are you doing that? Why are you treating this beetle so cruel? And he's like, she's like I don't, I don't know. And then basically, I wonder if that's supposed to be foreshadowing. I think it is because that beetle got wound up just like Neil got wound up. Got wound up in traps. There you go. He's got kept going around in circles like a dumbass. (laughs) Unfortunately for him. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Okay. What happens next? They uh, he, he finds Rowan's name, right? He does, and like he's like, "Let me see your grade book." And she was like, "Uh, okay." So she gives it to him, and he sees her name and like her grade, like Rowan's name and her grades. And he's like, "I thought you said you ain't know her." And he was like, "Oh yeah, girl, we did. We knew her." And he's like, "Can <laughs> I speak to you outside?" And she's like, "Okay." 
And they go outside and she's talking in circles. And he's like, bruh, cut the shit. Where the little girl at? And she's like, <laughs> well, you know, Rowan, she might be dead. But, you know, here on Summer Owl, we don't really believe in death. So I guess right now Rowan is a part of the earth and she's part of the wind and she's part of trees and she's just all around us. And he's like, bruh, where <laughs> is she at? If she's dead, <laughs> where is her body? <laughs> well, then, did you see like, his face? He was like, why? He's basically like, why aren't y'all Christians? Like, wait, what the, f- what is happening? Everywhere no. he goes, he like, y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Like everywhere. He sees something. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Everywhere. Deal. He's like, I can't deal with y'all in this weirdo shit. Like, what are you talking about? Like, because she says, um, what did she say? She's like, it's easier to teach the kids about to believe in reincarnation, the resurrection, which kind of makes sense a little bit. I'm like, I mean, people come back from the dead. That ain't something you see. Hardly ever. Yeah. But maybe, yeah. but you know, re- reincarnation, it's kind of, I guess, harder to prove. So she's kind of like, you know, that's our logic, it, you know. Eh. And she's like, um, Rowan is buried in a yard. It's not a churchyard because it's not consecrated by the church because we yeah, do is- that Christian stuff. But, you know, she's somewhere <laughs> in a yard, <laughs> basically. She out there. Yeah. You could go check. She's like, I think. I think it's like the first thing, like, I think the teacher's the first person to be like, yeah. I mean, but she says she does, she doesn't exist, which is leads to the whole thing about returning back to nature and that kind of thing. But <laughs> the way Neil gets so wound up, he's so irritated with them. Like, he's like, why don't you cooperate? Like, what is your problem? <laughs> he's so mad. Like, he's pissed. And so he's he goes pissed. to the the graveyard and he finds her grave and she has like they have an umbilical cord on the grave site and it's mm-hmm. like I guess a groundskeeper He's like what's this and he was like this is her belly button cord of course and I was like what and Neil Dude, was like I what to, <laughs> I had to like rewound this part like rewind this part like at least like three or four times because like what basically he's like the wee lassies something something and I was like uh oh navel string that's what it was we lassies navel string. And I was like, and I was like, what does that mean? It's like, excuse me. And he was like, yeah, she's buried in here. Yeah, he says that she's been dead for six months. I was like, Which, oh, I mean, that's a long time. So yeah, everybody, but I don't know. I don't know when they decide to like start to reveal all this information to him slowly, but like. He's getting more, more and more pieces, but I mean, Neil is disgusted again. This is the whole movie. Neil is disgusted. <laughs> Neil looks for this girl. Neil is pissed off, and ne- and everybody laughs. And so he asks for the minister because he's like, "This is disgusting." And um, the 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 gravekeeper, he's like, uh-huh. "We don't do that." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> we don't do that here. Sorry, we don't do that here. Yeah, we don't do all that around here. Sorry. Uh, you might want to look for somebody else because we don't have that over here. But uh, he goes back to May's house. Or sorry, the mother, which is, I think her name is May Morrison. Um, yes. Rowan's mother. And uh, he kind of catches her in the middle of like doing this thing, which I've never heard of this. 
like as a as a cure but i think it maybe like he oh. so may has a daughter Ugh. the daughter that was um that neil spoke to earlier and she's talking to her daughter and she's like here your sore throat like we're gonna fix that and she gets a frog and puts it in her mouth and then makes her spit it back out like immediately and like it's like okay this the frog took your sore throat away like you'll be good and i was like is this like from the the term like having a frog in your throat i was like is that oh i don't know i don't know i don't know if i i don't know if that's like the thing or i didn't get a chance to look that up either but if anybody knows please tell us hey guys it's ashley just here to make a quick clarification so as it turns out people in the 17th century actually did think that if you put a frog in your mouth that the secretions would help cure a sore throat but there's no correlation between that belief and the actual term having a frog in your throat so, mystery solved. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want anybody to put a... Fr- I will do fine with a lozenge. <laughs> I have a sore yeah, throat. No, thank you. <laughs> but Neil, like, catches her in the middle of this and, like, he's like, you're crazy. And he is, like, girl, he's not keep. He is not handling this at all. Like, he's mm-hmm. not handling the town well. He's not handling the people well. Which, to be fair, like, they are kind of, like, they're really polite, but they're also weird. And they stare him mm-hmm. at him a lot. But then, like, when he asks for, like, help for something that they brought to his attention, or he believes that they brought to his attention, they don't help him. So, he's, like, so frustrated. <laughs> Is this I'm when like, he, like, tells her mom that, like, I found her, like, I found her grave. He's like, why, like, why you ain't tell me she was there? He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot she did. And is this that time? <laughs> Maybe I think like, oh, maybe. yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I, yeah, she Girl, did. I wish I would fly all the way up there, and then you'd be like, "Oh, I don't know where she yet." Oh, wait, no, I do. Yeah, she's been dead for like half a year. Sorry, yeah, she's been dead for a minute, bro. Like she been she gone. <laughs> like, and I think when is it like he goes back to the gravesite at some time, and he opens the casket. And he finds a dead hair in it. So I was like, rabbits keep popping up. So I just like looked it up and rabbits are a sign of fertility and have association to like moon deities and they kind of like signify rebirth and resurrection. So Mm. that's another symbol in the movie. Yeah, I think I feel like Neil would have fared better in this movie had he had some knowledge of basic symbolism but also like Mm -hmm. you know maybe some i mean obviously he was never going to research paganism at any point before or after but it might have done him some good if he knew what he was getting into but i don't know i don't even know if he i mean we don't really have like a lot of us at this point don't have like a lot of established um knowledge of some Isle or how it came to be or like what's up with these people because he's just like shocked the entire time and be like who everything how, how are you doing this how are y'all living like this out here is it because you're not on the mainland do we gotta get the queen involved like what do i need to do to get y'all to be normal <laughs> because i can't deal with this shit right now <laughs> like it's too is bad. this 
him? Is this when he's like, let me speak to your manager. Let me speak to Lord Summer Isle. I need to speak oh, yeah, to he, a manager. Yeah, he goes to the <laughs> um to the does it to the I guess it's like the census or like the death index. I don't know what it is. But or he goes to like the office, like the registrar, and was like, I need um I need to know about this. Why don't why is there no record? Yeah, there's no record of her dying. And she's like, I you need permission, like the lady working in the the clerk working in the office is like, you need written permission from Lord Summer Isle. And Neil is like that's when he puts on his white lady waist and was like i'm a police officer okay i don't give a good dad i need you to participate or i'll take you down back to he's like i'll basically i'll basically take her take you back down to the mainland and have you arrested for like obstruction or something like that and she's like i mean i guess okay like here i'll give you lord center hiles address and you can talk to him yourself and it's so funny because when he's looking up um Rachel Moore or sorry, Rowan Morrison's like he's looking up like I guess her family history or whatever. And he sees like I guess like her grandparents or somebody were named Ben and Rachel. And he was like, Oh, these are good, fine Christian names. And she was like, Oh yeah, like the clerk is like, Yeah, I mean, they were really old. So like she shades the shot at him. Like, oh yeah, that that old single <laughs> shit. <laughs> Like, it's like yeah they were old though they were old so mm. yeah like i mean we we're gonna make them change their names but like we don't really i mean we're not gonna give anybody those names around like now in the now in the 20th century like, <laughs> everybody in the town was named after like a tree or a plant or something to do with earth which I thought mm. was really interesting, especially mm. given like how their society is set up and all the symbolism and stuff. Yeah, so I didn't that know was like interesting a, for me. I didn't know like the Rowan tree was like an actual like a Rowan tree was a thing. I just thought it was like a cute name. So I I learned something yesterday or whenever I watched this movie. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like two days ago. I can't it's, listen. The weekend, the weekend turns my brain to mush. So, uh, so yeah. So he heads to Lord Summer Isles, um, castle. And oh wait, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. We skipped a bunch. Um, so first he goes to the pharmacist's. Uh, I guess the what like the local pharmacy in town, and. That, uh, girl, there's like, there's all these jars full of stuff, like foreskins. Like, there's a jar labeled foreskins. <laughs> a, I'm pretty sure there was brains in a jar. And I was like, but the foreskins was what got me because it was like, it was so big. Like, the title was so big on the jar. Like, <laughs> what are we doing with these? What are we, what, 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 what's the move? What's the way with this? What's going on? And so, um, so the pharmacist at, um, at the pharmacy, duh. Uh, is also the harvest picture photographer. And he questions, or Neil questions him about Rowan and how he's seen her or what's up with that. And he's like, I don't know who that is. I don't know. Uh. <sighs> so Neil is frustrated, of course. And we cut to some country shots. I'm not really sure where they, f- I think they filmed this in Scotland. 
Um, and Scotland is really, really pretty. It's like so there's so much nature and so many trees. We don't really we get that around here in Dallas, but not to this level. <laughs> and um, so while we see these, you know, these nice idyllic country shots, there are some ladies in dresses and are walking around like in the grass. And I believe the ladies are pregnant. I'm pretty sure. Because there's some mm-hmm. clothed ladies in, that are pregnant, but then there's also some naked women who are, like, doing rituals. Doing, like, like, kind like, of, like a ritual. This, Yeah, like, they're doing some, like, um, there's, like, kind of, like, choreographed like, dancing. Yeah, like, a Stonehenge-type setting, and there's, like, a fire, and I'm pretty sure, like, the teacher from from the schoolhouse is the leader of the the ritual. I'm pretty sure that's her. I think so. Yeah. And um Neil is again like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he gets so mad. Like he's so he's, mad. He's so mad. Like it's not just like surprise, it's like surprise, but also like moral shock and indignation. Like he's just so like, what what is this? This indecency. So we um we come upon Lord Summer Isle's house, which is like a big ass house, like an old old house. I think it's probably like the biggest house uh, on the island. And inside the house is like you know old paintings. He's got old guns, like look like they came from like the fucking Civil War or something. <laughs> They're really old. <laughs> and um and he has like a large organ, like one of those like Phantom of the Opera type organs. <laughs> you don't want to be in this house (laughs) it's not as scary as like carrie white's house thank god (laughs) (laughs) you know it could be on its way it's there's a lot of light in this house thank god um so um so this is when we see lord summer isle who's played by christopher lee and i okay i did not know that christopher lee ever looked like this like it's really hard for me because i saw him when he was in lord of the rings and when he was like older and he had like long white hair and all that stuff and like a beard and in this movie in this scene he's like so young i was like is that really what he used to look like what 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 (laughs) like i know this was like what like four close to 50 years ago 40 almost 50 years ago and like i was like dang sir i did not know but also he kind of looks like christopher walken a tiny bit like they have to kind of the same hairstyle i was telling ashley before we started recording that like the wig that he's wearing in here makes him look like ben stiller and like heavyweights (laughs) and like dodgeball like that's that's the first thing i thought about that wig and dodgeball, like yeah. That. It's kind of like that weird flowy kind of. It's not an afro, but it's like <laughs> it just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so Neil is like, "Hey, let me just tell you this. Um, there's a girl. Her name is Rowan. She was murdered, and there's a conspiracy. I don't know what y'all are doing around here. I don't know what the people are up to, but like, there's a cover up involved. And the Lord is like, um." So we don't really murder people up here. Like, we don't do any of that. Like, we're very religious. Like, that's all we're here to do. Like, we don't, we don't, you know. We don't know what y'all do. We don't really have police there, which 
Yeah, but we don't do that shit here. Like we we keep it cute. We keep it naked. <laughs> yeah, we we, we mind our business. We, we do our rituals, and we don't murder we, folks. So we don't know what we y'all do. Vegetables. <laughs> we got our apples. <laughs> we do got our apples, <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, Neil is we like, "We got our apples. We do our thing." <laughs> <laughs> that's really all they need honestly but neil is like um y'all don't have any ministers here like and there's naked women out in the open like what 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 is it and so at this point you can see like the girls um doing the ritual like you can see them from the house and at this point there's girls jumping over the fire um and i think it's like the, I think they explain it later. That's like a like a like a fertility ritual, but also really? like mm-hmm. like so they can be impregnated, but without sexual intercourse. Okay, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know if I'm getting this right because I wrote down that like they want to be impregnated by God, but not have to do all the other stuff. <laughs> so what I was okay so. I feel like when Neil was going up to lure Summer out, he was like, y'all got kids talking about phalluses and sex and y'all need Jesus. <laughs> and he was like, wait a minute, skirt, skirt, slow your roll. First of all, we don't let kids have sex. What we do is teach them this. And this symbolic meaning means this. That don't mean mm-hmm. our kids are up here having sex, first of all. Second mm-hmm. of all, do it like this because this is how we run our society and we don't need police and we don't have murder so you need to mind your business okay that's (laughs) that's basically what he says he got a cute drag (laughs) from christopher lee (laughs) and again he gets so mad like neil gets so mad with lord summerall because he tried to tell him like y'all heathen Summer Isle also tells like, him, y'all like, heathens. he's like, the old gods aren't dead, but your god is dead. And I was like, ooh, burn. Like, <laughs> I can understand, I guess Neil still- will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, the old gods are, you know, they run this over here. But he, yeah, Neil's this like, how he- these people never heard of Jesus? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like no there's sorry if you're looking for god here can't find him but (laughs) so this when he like leaves when is this not when he like leaves that meeting and comes across like the gravestone that says like here lies x y and z something something ejaculation of snakes did you no, I think I missed that? that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I missed that. Wait, oh, there's ejaculation of serpent. <laughs> wait, you didn't see. Wait, I. You didn't I see like that. I wait, I feel like I should have seen that. Wait, wait. Did I you miss that? Need... I was like, wait, what? Wait, I, it was like no. it caught me off guard. Okay. I have to look. Yeah, go back and it. look at that. It says here, layeth or here, beach Buchanan protected by ejaculation of serpents. 
Yeah. So I was like, wait, what? Exactly. What? What on earth? I was like, excuse me? What is happening? Excuse me? <laughs> I was like, wow, wait. that's that's intense. I, no, I missed that completely. But, I'm glad you pointed that out. You see what we're doing like, okay. here on this island. You see what Neil was doing there, dealing with, like, ejaculation from snakes. Like, what's going on? I was like, oh, okay. I know, like, after, I feel like this might be the time where after his meeting with Lord Summer Isle, he goes, like, back to the um, graveyard and he walks behind something and he randomly comes across a woman breastfeeding a baby and holding an egg in one hand. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what is happening here? So I oh, looked yeah. it up and they were like, this is like a fertility ritual. So they were like, she has one kid, but her breastfeeding and holding an egg means she wants to have another one. And I was like, oh, OK, girl, I see. Was OK, he, was he trying to like seduce him, too, I guess? I don't know. This is when he got like super pissed off and he broke apart like um it was like a area I guess where they would keep their vegetables and it was nothing like the crates were empty and it was just like rotted vegetables there but he like yeah. broke apart a crate and he made his own little cross and then he got <laughs> mad and threw he, it down. He, and I was like wow. He, he did and I was like that is so that is so extra. extra. You like we, they didn't need a cross. <laughs> Neil. Uh, okay. What you threw me off with the sec with the fucking serpent. <laughs> I'm thrown. I'm I'm thrown off. Okay. 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 So we haven't gone to the island history. So basically, Summer Isle was Lord Summer Isle's uh, grandpa's purchase in like the 1860s. And he said that the soil and all that, basically, and like the, um, I guess the sea winds led to great fruit production. And the, as basically his grandpa was like, here, y'all can do this with the old gods and you don't have to like, you know, convert or whatever if you don't want to. And the people were happy and they worked and like tilled the soil and plants grew and because when they fly in this is the part that like confused me a little bit when they flew in like when you see like the first shots you see um palm trees and things like that and i was like how are there palm trees in in scotland like that doesn't make any sense but i I guess this like mythology explains it of like the the basically how good the soil is and that kind of thing so you know the people get to have their um, outdoor rituals and be nude and also Victorian capitalism. Everybody wins. There's apples. Yay. Yay. We got yeah. our apples. Apple orchards. Uh, yeah. So, so um, <laughs> Neil basically is like, hey, you're a pagan and the way he says it is like very like accusatory like it's the worst thing he could think of and i mean there are really worse things you can call a person other than being a mm-hmm. pagan that's like very light on the insult scale but for him it's like the worst fucking thing uh and neil's basically like hey y'all are subjects of a christian country and like i don't want to even hear any more about any of this stuff that y'all got going on but I need permission to exhume um, Rowan's body. And this is when um, 
this is where we get to the hair being in the coffin. So he goes and opens it up and I think he gets like the 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 gravekeeper to like help them or like help him out. And the gra- he thinks it's hilarious and they find the 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 hair cuz the hair is kind of like it's definitely dead but also it's like kind of got mm-hmm. it's like like it's uh advin kind of cut which i'm assuming that's what they did to cut the the umbilical cord out of it but also like do you just have umbilical cord just hanging out in your body this is the part that confuses me biology is not always uh, strong suit. <laughs> so <laughs> i'm not I, familiar i don't know i can't even I, give you an answer you know they just found one somewhere probably with the lady with well, the egg yeah you know, just donate yeah. it. Maybe <laughs> they keep those cord. in the dark too. You know what? They probably do. Along with the foreskin. Maybe they got like a little piece like a Tupperware container with a little umbilical cord. They did just like keep in a fridge every time everybody's born. So they got to like <laughs> categorize and organize. So you like, oh, you need that. Okay, let me go look. And they look through and then they find your umbilical cord. Listen, there's a system <laughs> on on Summer Isle. That's just me. That's how I think it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just I what mean, they you do know, to me. There's like... a million ways this can work, honestly. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's like Neil stomps back to Lord Summer Isle's house, and the teacher and Lord Summer Isle are singing. Damn it, more singing. And the Lord has like a big old ruffled shirt on with a kilt, which I was like, um, okay, fashion, outfit change. I see you. It's a special occasion for whatever reason. I'm not really sure right now, but we're gonna find out. Um, and the way girl, why did he throw the hair at them? (laughs) (laughs) He's stumbling around, he's like, What is this? And threw it, and they like, oh. Almost spilled my drink. <laughs> he has another tantrum. He like threw it at her. It was like you gotta, you gotta have some aim, okay? You can't just be like tossing bloodied hairs at people. I don't care how me, how mad they make you. You need to just, I mean, have some aim to have like, like if you want to get your point across, could you at least not <laughs> mm. toss it like a like, fucking. Yeah. Sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and you made me spill my barefoot on this carpet with this nasty oh. dead rabbit. Oh, oh no. <laughs> she really had you that know, little, I like, this Moscato. <laughs> I got this barefoot Moscato. Okay. And it's and pimp chalice. <laughs> so it was a chalice. It was definitely a chalice. They probably got it from a successful apple harvest. That's where that came from. I was wondering that too. I was like, is this all apple cider or like, is it wine? Because we didn't really, I don't know if they detailed all of their their vegetable exports. Um, yeah. Aside from the apples, the apples is the big thing. That will come. That will come. We keep mentioning apples, but that will come up later. <laughs> that will come up. So, uh, so, um, well, okay, what happens? So she he throws the hair, says it's sacrilege, I guess, to bury the hair in place of the of the body of Rowan. And the teacher is like, 
Um, I mean, the ground, I mean, it can't be sacrilege because the ground isn't consecrated by Christians. And since it hasn't been, she says that Rowan is probably transmutated because she likes yes. pears. So essentially what she's like, saying oh, is that, her? yeah, essentially what she's saying is that Rowan turned into a hair, I guess, in death? I guess. Well, I mean, quote unquote death. It's not really death, but you know. So, I, ugh, I, I, <laughs> and I was sitting there, I was like, but the hair is all fucked up, girl. Like, they really, you ripped up the advent of the hairs, like. <laughs> I don't know how well y'all treated it. It looks a little jacked. Uh, and ne- Neil is like, he has had it. Like, he, are you, he has had it for most of the time there, but he has had it. And Lord Summerall is like, uh, well, you know, he spilled. <laughs> he gives us sort of that sassy look of like, eh, well, Ooh. found a dead hair. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> so, um, Oh, yeah. So this is when Neil is like, Rowan has been murdered by a pagan barbarity and that he is going to tell his superiors. And, well, Lord Samuel was like, well, girl, I mean, thank God you're leaving (laughs) because you're going to spoil our May Day preparations. Like, we're about to get a tart tomorrow and you're going to ruin everything because you're, you know, a wet blanket, (laughs) essentially. Like, we're glad you're going home. (laughs) Well, you're ruining our party vibes. So since you're mm-hmm. being such a downer, we will be glad to take your ass back home. Okay, just, just coming in and throwing half bloodied animals in the in the in the on the nice rug and uh, no, you need to go home. You are boring. <laughs> you cannot hang. We don't want you here. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Like, I mean, they don't want, I mean, he does a really good job of being like, I mean, go the fuck home then. <laughs> like, you don't have to right. be here. If you feel this way, you can pack your toys and leave. Like, we don't want you here. You don't want to be here. Go home. Clearly, you feel some type of way of how we conduct things on several So you can just get, <laughs> take your little seaplane and go. So during the night, Neil decides to break into the pharmacy. And he uh, breaks into the dark room of the photographer and looks for images of Rowan. And he finds one. He finds a picture of Rowan during the harvest. But there are no vegetables. There's, like, maybe, like, a crate or two. But compared to, like, the other pictures from earlier, like, there's no, there's not, like, a bountiful harvest. It's, like, eh, you know, we picked a couple apples off the tree, you know. I guess we dug up a couple of potatoes, but it wasn't, like, nothing to be happy about. So he starts to like put it together. Like he thinks that they sacrificed her because the crops failed because, you know, with, I guess with their religion, it would be appropriate to offer something to the gods to ensure that they have a bountiful harvest. But I think there he's, he's assuming that they, I guess they sacrificed her as punishment and well i don't know if he says it as punishment but like at least he decides to go to the library next like the next day and look up all the Mm -hmm. things involving may day and like the celebrations and basically it's a time for like um hope for a good harvest because i think it's like uh 
be like kind of pre-summer solstice. I don't know. I'm not really well versed in in harvest times and things like that. <laughs> but, but basically, like they're they're you know they're coming together. They're trying to celebrate. They're gonna like offer something to the gods. And um, Neil's like, okay, Rowan is not dead. I wish because I think something in the writing makes them think like they're holding they sometimes they would do a human sacrifice and so he kind of deduces that rowan is being held somewhere um until like they get to a point where they're going to do the sacrifice for may day and they're going to do it be- uh because there were um like the harvest was kind of trash <laughs> basically and uh, yeah to like atone for like the shittiness of their crops <laughs> is what i wrote down <laughs> 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 so neil goes to his uh to his plane his seaplane which i seaplanes always make me think of uh what's that cartoon oh shit tailspin yeah tailspin <laughs> I, <can't... laughs> I always thought that was so ridiculous i was like it's a plane but then it also can balance on water that's weird <laughs> so i always think of tailspin but so he gets to the to the plane and uh and the plane won't start of course and they're at while he's on the plane the men from earlier are watching him and they're all wearing animal masks and they kind of do this weird like goofy sort of they all kind of pop up like above the like the wall <laughs> Yeah, like it's very, but the music kind of takes me out of it. It's like not creepy enough. That's the thing. It's like nothing. It was creepy, but not like to the point where I'm like, oh, like I'm kind of freaked out. Like, should I look around the corner and make sure nobody in an animal mask is watching me? <laughs> so Neil asks the harbor master if somebody fucked with his plane. Of course, the harbor master isn't going to tell him because who tells anybody anything on this island? Nobody. Uh, so then we get to May Day, <laughs> and there's people dressed up, and Christopher Lee is wearing the most fabulous yellow turtleneck. It is very, very yes, yellow. with a share wig. He had bundles, bruh. Yeah, he, he had that put like on a share wig and some drag makeup, and he he is supposed to represent like the mother of nature mother nature or mm. a mother figure that's very important to their um ri- the May Day rituals that they're doing. Mm, um okay. so like you need a certain amount of things like so you need the mother, you need punch the fool. Um and there's another like there are a couple like important figures that need to be represented in um their May Day celebration. So mm-hmm. the um, ritual can be successful for the next year's harvest. Mm, okay. um, so when Neil gets back on shore, he like goes back to the inn and is like, bro, I can't get home. Um, the, my plane is messed up. So he's like, uh, can I have a drink? So Willow and the bar, her dad, make him a drink. And so he drinks it and then he goes to lay down. And while he's laying down, he overhears them talking about, yeah, what I gave him should have keep, like, I don't know how long he's going to be knocked out. It's going to be, like, 
days possibly if I like um, light this special candle. Like, I don't know how long he'll be passed out. So yeah, he... I, was, um, I thought it was incense. <laughs> I thought it was incense. I, <laughs> I thought it was like a little smoke bomb. But oh, when yeah. you see it, it's totally different. Oh, yeah, so yeah. he's like pretending to be asleep. And he hears them, so he's like, uh-huh, I'm gonna get these bitches. Like, he tends <laughs> to be asleep, and they he come, they come in the room, they light whatever they are talking about, mm-hmm. and they leave, and he's like, well, her dad is like, well, I gotta go get ready for the celebration, because it, it's not gonna be great. Like, it's not gonna be good without Punch, and that's who mm-hmm. I am this year. So he goes out, and Neil wakes up, and he sees, like, it, it's like a hand candle, it so is. it's like a candle shaped like a hand with a wick on the index finger. And he's like, oh, shit. And he knocks it down and he like, it startles him. So he puts the fire out. And then he goes into the next room where um, the innkeeper is getting dressed and he knocks him out. Like, it's so bad. It's like worse than like professional wrestling. It's so bad. But he ends up yeah. um, knocking the man out <laughs> and takes his costume he joins the celebration as Punch. So while, like, then I think it, like, cuts to the, like, parade through the city. Oh, um, we, And we, you got Chris. We've skipped the part um, of him searching all the houses. Did we talk about that? Oh. He's, like, totally, like, he, we totally, like, like, oversteps his authority as <laughs> an officer of the law and just like hey when everybody's out doing like mayday stuff i'm going to go and search everybody's house for this girl because i think she's being held here and when he's doing this like he finds what okay he finds like dolls that are posed like they're about to have sex he finds a naked woman like in a weird tub he finds one girl who's hiding in her closet who pretends to be dead and somehow he gets on a boat like one of the apple boats and like <laughs> searches that i'm not sure how he even got on it because the harbor master has been fucking with him this entire time so i'm not even sure who he convinced to actually get him on the boat and <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was one dude who was like this is the only thing i really caught that was like an offhand thing this dude was talking about how he's gonna dress up like the salmon of knowledge <laughs> oh yeah i remember that that's like okay yeah but then he also finds a real like a real guy like a dead guy in a coffin was that a dead guy because he didn't move he wasn't like playing possum like i think he was actually dead i don't know so i feel like everybody was messing with him at that point like i mean the kids are kind of like eh, (laughs) like sure i'll play dead who are you like you're just wandering around fucking up the the party um, but yeah, so the parade. The parade is odd. <laughs> it's really odd. It's like Christopher Lee's in the front with his long wig, his 40-inch bundles. And he's got like a scythe, I think. And he's he, yelling. Yes. Yeah, he's got like, he's like waving it in the air. And it's like very, I don't know. It's 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 a lot. <laughs> so and so Neil is there, but he's in costume. He's Chris really is like yelling at him to like dance. 
um and like like girl you're not doing a good job like yeah you need to get into this yeah, like we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to jump up good favor with goddesses and stuff. And you, you we're trying looking. to get our apples. Hello. We're trying to get these apples We're trying popping. to get these apples. Trying to get these apples popping. And here you go over there ruining the party. <laughs> like, and with your bad dancing. Girl, yeah, it was bad dancing. And then there's a scene where you see a bunch of guys, like the young men in kilts. And I'm pretty sure none of them were wearing underwear. So they're doing it like. Old oh no! I'm pretty sure I saw it. I'm almost positive I saw it. I'm almost positive, and I was like, "Old gods, indeed, <laughs> we are out here." Like, <laughs> no underwear gang out here, and so. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and Neil is not doing a good job. He's, I think, he's too busy trying to figure out where Rowan is to like pretend like he's, um getting into the festivities and like like he's okay like all of his okay what all these animal masks were very realistic (laughs) to a point where i was like this is kind of upsetting like did you actually kill like a real animal for this mask i feel like you did probably i would not i i am 75 percent certain they did um, you know, <laughs> it was a lot. So they, so they make it to Mini Stonehenge, and the kilted men—they all have these swords, and they they do this like pattern with the swords, like they interlock them, and there's like a long line of people who go through, and they like they'll lift the swords above their heads, and they'll bring it down, and and they'll lift them back up and let them go, and there's like. <laughs> They do that a bunch of times until they pick someone where they they cut off. It seems like they cut off their head, but really they just like mm-hmm. cut off like the costume. It's like a little girl underneath the thing. Um, and she's like, like ah! yeah, because even ah! even Neil goes through it and he's like freaking out. He's didn't take his his mask off or anything. And okay, in the remake, because I saw like a clip of the remake, and I think Nicolas Cage is in a bear costume for this and. he He looks like he works at like a fucking like children's birthday party (laughs) it looks it looks really bad so (laughs) it looks really realistic but also looks fucking ridiculous so yeah so they managed to move to the beach and they offer the god of the sea some booze which is like in a huge barrel that they just like (laughs) I mean, what do they do? Like they put it open with the axe. Yeah, they like axe it, and then they like, and then like all this um. He's like booze just flows out. I guess it's beer, right? To the goddess of the sea, <laughs> I want to sacrifice this forty. And he like takes the axe down and crack it open, and then they roll it off into the ocean in there, and everybody's like, yeah. He's like, yes, we're gonna have a bountiful harvest tonight. And I know, like, beer is like a thing that people will use in like little, like you know, like altars and kind of thing. Like people usually sacrifice like candy and alcohol and like little like trinkets and stuff like that. But that was like a whole ass barrel (laughs) that just kind of like rolled into the sea. like dang a sip was not enough it was the whole the whole sea i guess if you're the god of the sea you need more than like a little sip like what are you doing mm-hmm. pass that around you need to fill here. your chalice too mm-hmm. yeah fill your pimp fill your pimp chalice 
We are filling your pimp chalice <laughs> with a barefoot Moscato. <laughs> Moscato, the nectar of the gods. (laughs) Lord. So, the Lord Samrile. Good grief. Oh my God. So, Lord's, okay, Lord Samrile is like, hey, now it's time for the real sacrifice. This is why we're all here. And we see Rowan. She's like all tied up in like a white dress and she's got like flower crown or something in her hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neil like drops all pretenses and like runs and is like, I'm going to save you. And he unties her and she's like, girl, okay, her acting, I know she's a little girl, but she's like, I really don't like these people. He's <laughs> like, I'm so scared. I think I know how to run away. Yeah. Let's go this way. Yeah, they they run through, like, a series of caves. And, okay, the music here, like, the music the whole time has been shitty. But then, like, this part is, like, it gets to, like, a weird, like, like, late 60s rock and roll. It almost feels, like, psychedelic, (laughs) like, stoner rock. But it's, like, more fast-paced. But I was, like, when did we decide this was going to be the new sound? I don't like this either. It doesn't work in this scene. Like, it's not even, ugh, it doesn't even get me going. Like, I'm not even, like, worried for them. So, so, Rowan leads him through the caves, and they end up at the top of, I guess, kind of on the grass, and, like, on the cliffs, and they are waiting for him. So Lord Samrael and I think like uh, the teacher and some other people are and waiting. Her mom. Oh yeah, her mom is there, and Rowan is like, "Oh, did I do a good job?" And they're like, "Yes, you did great. You did great." And her, her mom takes her away, and I was like, "Is this a game? What is going on? <laughs> What's happening here?" And the Lord Samrael is like. Yeah, so this is all game. We're, like, fucking with you. And, hey, guess what? You know, kids make really great uh, sacrifices. And animals make good sacrifices, too. But you know what works really well is an adult. And guess who's going to be the sacrifice? He's like, so let's, let's, let's talk about this for a minute. Let's workshop so, this. We found you, who is um a policeman, so that's like being the king, right? That's mm-hmm. important to us. And then you're just like punch the fool because we just played you like boo boo. <laughs> so let's plus for us. And guess what? We know you ain't did nobody down, so you a virgin. Plus for us again. So you're going to be our human sacrifice. So let's get you out of these clothes and let's get this thing cracking. Yes. <laughs> so everybody's like, woo. And he's like, wait a minute. No, y'all not going to sacrifice me. And he's like, yeah, we are. He's like, no, no, you can't do this. You know who won't let this happen to me? Jesus. Jesus. And he's Jesus. like, Jesus. He's like, we we have told you multiple times we do not believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we want these apples. So we about to put you in that. And they show like the wicker man. We're gonna put you in like a little compartment in there. 
and we're going to make sure we have bountiful apples. And he, while he's like begging for his life, he's like roasting them. He's like, I am a Christian. This isn't going to work. You know what? You're sacrificing a person. You're not going to get those apples because you know that the soil you have here is bad. And that's why your harvests aren't growing. Mm -hmm. So if you sacrifice me, that ultimately means nothing. And he's just like trying to go off on them. And they're like, okay. Yeah, he's trying to appeal to logic, which is, I mean, it is logical that, (laughs) you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, in theory, it doesn't really matter if you sacrifice somebody for the soil, if the soil doesn't work, then that means you just, I mean, if the, if the apples don't come back, that means you basically murdered a man for no reason. And then that means that you're going to do another sacrifice next year. And who knows if it, I mean, it might just be Lord Summerisle that they sacrifice in all their rage. Like it, it being, it could be like an endless cycle of, of, of sacrifices um because it's clear like the apples probably aren't going to come back but uh they don't give a shit <laughs> about any of this no they're like uh lord summer i was like you wrong let's put them in there <laughs> like the sea guy she got us we gave her her moscato she good she ready to party all we got to do now is put you in this burning man and then we'll be set like this is how it yeah. works and yes, that's how it the, has worked for years. Mm-hmm. They have like a whole ritual. So they change his clothes. And so he's wearing like white robes or something. And they're the women there are like rubbing hair, their hair on him. And they like put water, <laughs> like cleanse him on with holy water or something. And they march and him like his nipples. Yeah, they like put like yellow <laughs> pigment or something on his on his boobs and and <laughs> And the whole time, the whole time, like, Neil is like, I'm a Christian. I'm going to be resurrected. So fuck this and fuck your apples. And <laughs> and Lord, Lord Summer Owl is like, oh, okay, well, enjoy being a martyr. <laughs> like, like we're giving that. you this special gift. Like, mm-hmm. we're doing this. We're doing you a favor. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make you a martyr. And do you know how many people are martyrs nowadays? Not many. So you're Not special. Many. And yeah. he's like, somebody's going to catch. Like, somebody's going to come for me. My mom is going to come get me. And they're like, <laughs> so we're just going to, like, cover that up. Um, we are going to make sure that we leave no signs of you. So we don't uh-huh. have that to worry about. I mean, so, yeah. yeah so. He pretty much just came with, like, a seaplane and... I mean, his clothes, but I mean, I don't know how, like, with the establishment, I mean, I don't know what the, they didn't really, like, detail how they were going to do it, but basically, like, no one's going to know that you were here, like, they'll they'll probably, honestly, they'll probably make it seem like he, like, died, like, his plane crashed or some shit, and then, and then that's, like, a done deal. It'd be probably that be, like, it would probably be that easy, honestly, for them to, like, come All they have to do is, like. Like sink it, like they uh-huh. have, they good, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All you got yeah. to do is sink the like plane boat, and they'd be good. Yeah, and like they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, he never made it. We never had anybody actually show up. Sorry, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, so, um, so after they tried, to, like, the he's tried to appeal to reason, and um, 
they decide to lead him to the wicker man which I, okay when i when we talked about this movie i didn't realize that that's what that was i didn't really pay attention to like the post or anything i had never heard of a wicker man so i didn't know but basically the wicker man is the thing that we talked about earlier this episode where it is a giant statue wicker man that is made out of wicker or like kind of like a like a wicker basket kind of thing and there are little compartments that already have like various animals so there's like pigs and like chickens i think a goat and there's a big old compartment in the middle of like the belly of the man and that's where uh they put neil and so <laughs> so while they put him in there he's yelling well first of all when he sees the wicker man it is like the the reaction is so like it's so much and like i think like it's 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 not as bad in the movie and the original compared to the remake like the Mm -hmm. remake is so (sighs) nicholas and i just i don't know why you know have you ever seen somebody be like i don't know why you're allowed to to do this profession and that is Mm -hmm. nicholas cage for me (laughs) like it is so much (laughs) and but yeah, so when Neil sees the Wicker Man, he like flips out. Like I don't know, I don't know if he knows what it's for, but I guess he has an idea because they've been talking about sacrifice all the afternoon. And mm-hmm. they lead him up there, they lock him in, and he's yelling about God is going to protect him, and um, and how I guess he just starts cursing the people and be like, you know, y'all won't get away with this. God will protect me. He'll, I guess. I don't know. Bring he's me like, to, bring me to the kingdom. He's like, hey, God. So, bet you wondering how I got here, girls. Shut. <laughs> Record like, scratch. Yo, God, it's me, Neil. So, <laughs> looks like I'm gonna be a human sacrifice in this pagan ritual. So, I'm just trying to RSVP to heaven. Um, just trying to make sure we got this direct line. So, you know, once I get to the pearly gates, I'm going to be on the list and St. Peter will let me in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just, you know, just making sure you get this message. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. T-T-Y-L. Okay. <laughs> bye. Yeah. Like. It's not good. Like Nothing he- about this movie. <laughs> Like it doesn't scare me at all. No, it's not scary, doesn't... but like for some reason, this part of the movie like struck me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like we're watching this man burn alive and beg for his life. Yeah, and it's like wow, like he, this is intense. And then the whole time, again, the music, like the whole time <laughs> they're singing like this song, like. Yeah, yeah, we about to get them apples. All right, everybody, everybody, come on, shake it. And then they start doing their little dance and singing mm-hmm. like Whoville. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Not fucking Whoville, right. man. <laughs> I think it's like a, a traditional like, like folk song from like the 13th century. I think that's what I saw. But yeah, they're singing the whole time while they've let this thing be a place and the thing okay the thing about it is there was like some rumors that they actually did kill animals while they did this but then like i think one of the producers like no none of the animals 
or in the Wicker Man when we let them. Although that's not entirely true because there was like a goat or something above above Neil, I think. And they said like, I guess when they, I don't know if they like, I don't think they had set the Wicker Man ablaze. Maybe they had like a fire going and like the smoke or whatever. And the goat like got scared and it peed on him, and I felt bad for him. <laughs> oh, 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 you can't let the goat be scared like that. Don't do that. The goat didn't want this. <laughs> the goat didn't sign up for this. Oh but I think he got oh, peed no. on a couple times because they had like three of the. They built like three of these wicker men. Uh, I guess in case you know oh, stunts go wrong or whatever. But yeah, the goat definitely peed on him, and I felt bad. <laughs> For the goat, but for the goat. Oh my god! But <laughs> so yeah, so he Neil sings Psalm twenty three, or he's singing hymns. He's reciting psalms, and those animal screams were a lot. Like I, I don't know how they got them. I don't know if they like add these later in post production. But like, there's like animal screams. They probably, like, oh. they probably put it in like that girl, um, homegirl singing voice. That's probably where it came from. You know what? That's that's very true. I forgot about that part. <laughs> so yeah, so they, um, yeah, he burns to death basically, and <laughs> I hope it was worth it because they better had like a ton of apples the next year because, uh, yeah, they definitely killed a guy. And yeah, so as the statue is falling, yeah. We see the sun is setting, which I'm sure was their sun goddess, and that is the end of the movie. There is no happy ending, which I thought would be no a happy ending, but it ended up not. You did not at first. I was like, okay, something's gonna happen. Not like they were gonna start, but maybe he would like escape, or maybe like you know how the cops always come in at the very last minute, kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, are they really gonna burn this dude? Don't look it. Oh, oh, nope, he dies. <laughs> like I thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. like one of like those last minute saves, but it wasn't. So that was kind of um interesting to me. But um yeah, this movie is not scary. Not really. Like the best parts of the movie to me were like the parts where it's like Lord Summer Isle's house. Because Christopher Lee, he's got like if you've ever seen like a Christopher Lee movie. His voice is, like, super deep, like, very, very, like, attention-grabbing, and he's just got that sort of, like, he's got that look on his face, like, I know more than you do, but I'm not about to tell you, but also, like, you're crazy. It's kind of, like, a lot of, like, um, what do you call that? Why can't I think of the term? Gaslighting. Yes, gaslighting. Thank you. Um, It's a lot of gaslighting. It's a lot of, like, making him feel like, like, making Neil feel like he's crazy. So that part was good. Just their back and forth, I think, was the best part of the movie. Um, but I was kind of like disappointed in the fact that it wasn't huh? more. I wish it was more creepy. Yeah, not to me. And I know I'm sure this is like one of those movies that inspired like a lot of other people when they've seen it. But I just didn't kind of. I don't know. I don't know. How did you feel about it? Um, I like. Uh, I feel like this year is the first time I've like seen the original, uh-huh. and I watch a lot of movies based on like those like specials that come on TV, like the 100 scariest movies ever. 
in uh-huh. history of life. And I'm like, oh, I'm about to watch all 100 of these scariest movies ever. Uh-huh. Um, so this was on the list. So I was like, okay, so I'll watch it. Um, it's, it's, it's a little too goofy for me. Like, I feel like if you took away some of the songs, mm-hmm. like by some of the songs, I mean like all of the songs with the exception of the one at the end. I felt like the ending kind of made the movie what it is. Well, you need, um, that, you're you need seeing... that song too. Because that was more of like a ritual song. But like all the other ones, I was like, this feels very 60s psychedelic. Lame. Yeah, I didn't really like it. There was nothing that made but me like, feel like weird. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I enjoyed it because it was really weird. Like <laughs> it's super weird and it's not what you expect when you hear other people talk about it. No, it so, wasn't at all. I I don't I I liked it. I feel like I understand why it has a place in horror history because mm-hmm. honestly like thinking about going to a place and becoming a human sacrifice when all you're trying to do is something good mm-hmm. is it's wild yeah. and to like burn alive and get peed on by goats <laughs> as like people sing a song around you like that's terrifying so i yeah. get it um I mean, if you are like looking for something to watch and want to see some of the things we talked about, I would say watch it. I mean, it's not going to hurt you. It's not a waste of your time. And it's not. Really I will say either. that no, it's like a cute little hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It flies by fast. And mm-hmm. honestly, if you want to get the most out of it, I would say watch it, the original one, and then watch the remake or watch like. The two te- two scenes we talked about earlier where Nick Cage karate kicks Lily Sobieski into a wall and when they put like the bee cage on his head and he's like, oh, the bees are stinging my eye. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, this is actually like, like you can easily find these on YouTube. They're like always in like these best of the Wicker Man compilations which are pretty much jokes because <laughs> they're all like the most ridiculous parts of the movie. That movie is, I feel like that movie is right on the money of being like campy because it's, it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And I don't think that anyone takes it seriously because they probably shouldn't. I hope they don't. Well, I think it was like, it it was, it's weird because it wasn't intended to be a comedy, but there's a lot of parts of that (laughs) that apparently are very funny. So like, yes, like they don't really, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I see this. I say this to somebody who hasn't seen it, but just saw like clips today. I'm just like, ooh, that looks rough. You know what? Kind of reminded yeah. me. You know, like, no. Does that make any sense? If like Shutter Island, have you seen Shutter Island? Yes, I have seen Shutter Island. It kind of feels like that. I don't know why. Where it's kind of like a lot of things are happening, and you're like, wait, is this what's happening? <laughs> like. <laughs> Although I didn't, I didn't like that movie, but I don't know why that just popped into my head of like the the vibe that the remake kind of guy kind of gave me in terms of like yeah color palette and that kind of thing. But also, I mean, Shutter Island wasn't unintentionally funny. There, were, I don't think there was any funny parts about no. it. But I think 
I think it's mainly just due to Nick Cage. Yeah, it is definitely Nick Cage. He's very rich. He'll be all right. <laughs> so like, yeah, he good. He got like a castle. His son named Superman or some shit. It's Kyle. Oh, his son is named Kyle L. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he named his son after Superman. Mm-hmm. He did. <laughs> he did. I I don't. Girl, can you just imagine having money? <laughs> I'm I if I have money, guys. So if you guys. Like, if I get famous in any form or fashion, I'm going to name my child Baja Blast. So I want to be rich enough to birth a Black child and name it Baja Blast. And they don't have to experience any hardship because of their name. Oh, my God, Brittany. (laughs) Oh, my God. My daughter Baja Blast and my son Cool Ranch. Those are my children's names. Girl, not Cool Ranch. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Are these twins? They feel oh, like they have to be sure. twins. They're twins. They They've decided. They are twins. Okay. In the, in the Britney Cinematic Universe, these are twins and they're <laughs> these are my twins. They're yes. like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, Baja Blast and Gurrent. <laughs> 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 oh my god oh my god oh, god. <laughs> oh goodness gracious okay oh my god uh, okay okay so so okay um i guess what what is your recommendation for this movie um, um what, what would you it, recommend to watch with this movie okay so my first rec would be <laughs> um the remake because it's ridiculous but also okay i'm not gonna give any spoilers but it was kind of like funny that i watched laura um um the wicker man before going to see hereditary Mm. um i you guys have to see hereditary like it is a good movie to me um one thing like take my recommendations with a grain of salt sometimes because it takes a lot to get me at this point um, when I'm watching horror movies like it literally takes a lot to unsettle me and get under my skin Mm -hmm. um but hereditary did that like Mm. hereditary it I thought I was going into the theater for one thing and ooh, bitch the whole thing flipped all around into something totally different Mm. and i loved it Mm. so i'm not gonna spoil it so i would say if you guys good because i'm gonna go see it next week okay perfect so i would say go check that out um as well it's not the same but there are some elements that are similar to um the wicker man that i'm not gonna give away but i it's worth your money okay for sure okay well cool so my, you're going to make fun of me because I always provide like a, like if you take Brittany's recommendations with a grain of salt, you should probably just ignore mine entirely. But like, so I was thinking of Hot Fuzz when I watched this. Ah, yes. <laughs> that's what I, yes. that's what I, like in the first 10 minutes, I was like, this feels very much like Hot Fuzz. If you do not know what Hot Fuzz is, because I know some people who have never heard of that movie always think I'm talking about a porn. I'm not talking about a porn. <laughs> Every time I talk about it, they're like, what is that? Is that a porn? And I'm like, no, it's it's a good movie. Um, it's basically a 
cop that is so good in his like jurisdiction oh God, in London. Actually. He what does he do? He moves to oh no, they send him to the countryside to police this town full of people who don't have crime essentially. And while he's there, people start getting uh, murdered and he basically thinks he's stumbled on a conspiracy and like a whole cult and things. And when I was watching, uh, when I was watching The Wicker Man, I was like, okay, Sergeant Howie reminds me of Nicholas Angel, who is played by Simon Pegg, because he's like a complete asshole He's very much like, I'm from the city. I don't know what y'all got going on around here, but this is what we're trying to do. And he's very much like a, like a, I don't know, very like tenacious and not willing to like settle for no, which comes to bite him in the ass kind of, <laughs> at least for si uh, for Nick Angel. But um, yeah, I that's what I got from it. And the actor that played Sergeant Howie was also in... Hot Fuzz? I forget which character he played. I think he played the guy with like the um who was who was like keeping surveillance on the town and he was looking at the at the living statue and the graffiti and all the hoodies and everything. Like he was like, We're gonna be up to our balls and jugglers. <laughs> I'm pretty oh sure God. that's the same Ashley, guy. Ashley, you just blew my mind because oh my god, Hot Fuzz basically is a wicker man to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah, I mean, oh there's there's a lot of like sort of like um like action movie like uh romance I hate that word but like that kind of thing like with um oh like they reference like bad boys too they reference um, <laughs> what's the one with Keanu and oh fuck I cannot remember it Point Break they reference Point Break and that kind of like you know the buddy buddy aspect of like the two guys are so close that they might be in love with each other kind of thing and there's like a big old action sequence at the end where like a lot of you know there's a lot of guns and high speed car chases but yeah this, i mean does i the i first i was like maybe i may be way off but like just the way that they like they interact with uh nick in hot fuzz versus when they interact with like neil in the wicker man like the the townspeople they're like i don't know what you're talking about what do you mean People are dying. Maybe it was an accident. <laughs> like, wow. That honestly, guys, that is the best. That's the best recommendation. So y'all need to watch Hot Fuzz, and I think it's on. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, I did. Well. Got, I did a good job. <laughs> you got you got Simon Pegg, but most importantly, you got Big Fine Timothy Dalton. Like, yes. Girl, so, <laughs> I can't believe you. Big vibe, Timothy Dalton. Oh, yes. good lord! There's a lot of like older English actors and actresses I I don't know that well, but they're like, uh, I guess like, I guess legendary in in British film. Um, but yeah, there's like a whole big thing. I mean, it's a lot more comical, and there's a little less to deal with the. What do you? What am I trying to say? I think it, it's, it's more gore in Hot Fuzz. It's, it's definitely more gore, and it's less about the. Um, there's less religious things in it. It's not like a religious allegory, I don't think. But there is more to do with like how Nick interacts with the with the adults, um, because there's like a huge showdown and that kind of thing. But I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. But like, it's a really good movie. So if you have not seen it. 
you should watch it and it's actually really funny so yes mm-hmm. that's, that's my recommendation i had a good one yay yay it was a great one not good <laughs> it was great right <laughs> <laughs> so i think this is we're wrapping up the conversation on the wigger man yeah um i'm gonna Ashley, you got to do the plug because I literally mess it up when I do it every time. Okay. Okay. So So. we are Black Girl Film Club, BLK Film Club. Or, God damn it. BLK. (laughs) God damn it. BLK Girl Film Club (laughs) on Twitter. Um, we are Black Girl Film Club everywhere else. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud. You can subscribe on iTunes. We have a blog slash Tumblr. If you're into Tumblr, follow us. Um, what else? Oh, we have like a... Okay, so when you were talking about the flo- the followers that we got like in our last episode, I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't realize that like <laughs> we had gotten like so many followers. And I wish I had the 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 user's name that shouted us out because that like i mean the number of followers we got was kind of crazy right. in like like six hours or yeah, some shit. Like, yeah like we i definitely had no i i definitely had no idea because i did not have like i didn't have twitter on my phone at the time so like i was only like checking in every so often but Brittany was like yeah did you have seen i was like no i didn't realize at all so yeah and so, i apologize for being so blase last episode i completely blanked out <laughs> so <laughs> i had no idea so yeah thank you for like riding with us and listening to our episodes and those of you who've left reviews we really appreciate it um so yeah oh we should probably talk about the next movie that we're gonna do which is sound of okay Monday. so um I have not seen Sound of My Voice. Me I was looking um, up movies about cults. Um, a lot of the movies that I pulled up, like I've already seen, like one of my personal favorites <laughs> is The Invitation. And I know, oh, Ashley, yeah. you watched it last week. Yeah. Um, Watch that, That's too. a good movie, too, guys. Yeah, that's yeah. on Netflix right now. Um, but with Sound of My Voice, the con- like the premise seemed interesting. So I wanted to check it out and see what it's about. So I'm going to be watching that in the upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm honestly looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a little different from the movies that we've seen on cults so far. Because at least between between The Invitation and The Wicker Man, they're not as like, like you don't see the day to day cult activity, you kind of see. I mean, like in the Wicker Man, you do, but it's not like like we said. It's not like you're like what you think of when you think of like a cult. Like it's not like you know, Heaven's Gate or Branch Davidians or whoever. It's it's more um, they. You see what they want Sergeant Howie to see. Like you don't see like the you know the inner workings and stuff. So I think. Sound of my voice should be interesting because he it's kind of like like a kind of like a faux like it starts like a faux documentary I think and then and then they end up getting mm. like sucked into the cult is from what I understand about the plot I might be wrong on that but I think it should show more of the 
of the inner workings, which is always the thing that I'm always into. Cause I'm like in the invitation, they don't really show like the, they don't really show like the day to day workings. Yeah. The day to day workings and the, I mean, the invitation basically happens over like the course of a night. So you don't really get the, the backstory that you would think, which I always like the backstories. And I always like, I'm always like, what was the motivation here? Are these people delusional or do they actually know? Like, this is a cult because some some cult leaders they start cults because they believe that that society or like religion or they have a problem with like the the way that that Christianity is being taught to people. So they they're kind of like we need to go back. A lot of a lot of them are like we need to go back to like basic ways of of Christianity to live good God uh, God fearing lives and stuff like that. So I wonder, I always wonder, like, what's the motivations of cult leaders? Because they vary from, um, they vary between cults. Because some people, like, like the guy who started Heaven's Gate, he's got, like, a whole thing going on with him that's, like, a lot different. That almost feels like it's more like a, yeah. like a delusion more than, like, a, I guess, a con. Because a lot of cults feel like just one long cons to be honest, which sucks. Um, but then like the, I think it's even scary when it's like one big delusion from mm -hmm. one person that manages to convince all these people. And then there's like other things too, with like the heaven's gate. Cause he had like a, a partner and I cannot remember her name, but she's seen more of the, Hey, give me all your money <laughs> kind of lady, which he seen more. The guy that started the cult seems more like, Oh yeah, I just want to, I just, you know, I'm into aliens, and I think they're going to come and save us from doomsday. But she seemed more of the, hey, yeah. by the way, would you like to pay us all your your entire life savings? Earthly possessions? Yeah, all your earthly possessions. Could give them to us. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I hope it details more more of the more of the inner workings and not be one of those because I know a lot of cult um, movies about cults also deal with like the aftermath of like trying to rejoin society and that kind of thing. That was that was the premise of like quite a few of the movies that we looked up. So hopefully this one is good. I think it will be, but we will see. I don't know. I when we put it out there, I don't think anybody like really like responded. <laughs> if they'd seen it so if you have seen it like you know let us know yeah let us know yeah like let us know what we're in for i mean i'm still gonna watch it but like <laughs> if it's like not what we're <laughs> expecting you know give us a heads up i guess um but yeah i don't know if there's any is there any more um important information that we need to give the people no all that's, right sweet that's pretty good for right now i'm proud of us we did it Yay! Another episode <laughs> in the can. Okay. Yes! <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye!